הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים של דורנו, וכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר כדורש עם השבה ארץ המה. ובבחר לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם לחנו ומקור חכמה רבנו נחמן בן פגה. נא נח נחמן נחמן אומן זכות נם תגננו לכל ישראל אמן. So, בעזרת השם משטר תורת זין, ואלה המשפטים. לשון רבנו זיכרונו ברכה. ואלה משפטים אשר תשים לפניהם. צזן שמות כ"א. In uh, chapter 21 of Shemot, these are the laws that you shall, that Asher Tassim Nifahim, that they shall be, that shall be placed before them, that you shall place before them. So, Rabbeinu brings down the Gemara and Kiddushin and Baba Kama. Amu Chachamenu Zichron Lacha, Hushvu Isha Le'ish, women and man are equated. Um, because obviously before them, Asher Tassim Nifahim, that you shall place before them. Uh, before them, them being both man and woman, it's the same thing. Meaning all the laws are equal to man and woman. They apply to both of them. And it's brought in the Mechilta. Is it possible? Does it, uh, does it mean that the Talmidim, that the students study and they don't understand? So the Gemara comes to teach us. Or it's coming to teach us. When the Pasuk says that set the laws before them. אורכם לפניהם כשולחן ערוך. Set it before them. Set the laws before them כשולחן ערוך. Like a set table. Meaning, so that they should study and that they should understand what they're studying. So that it should all be laid out before them with all the laws, everything. So let's see what, how Rabbeinu ties this together and he's going to explain the deeper idea behind here. The sod. Da, no. No, that the essence of the exile is only because we lack faith. It's only because of a lack of faith. Come and gaze from the mountains of Amana, the mountain uh, range around Yerushalayim, that overlooks the Beit HaMikdash. And faith is an aspect of prayer. So come and look at the, um, come and gaze from the mountains of Amana. Obviously, Rabbeinu is playing with the word Amana and making it Emuna. So, and Rabbeinu is now saying that Emunah, the mountains of Emunah, is the aspect of prayer. His hands were faith. This is referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. And what does Unkelus translate his hands were faith as? His, hat was, his hands were spread out in prayer. So, it actually, his hands were faith is actually a reference to prayer. That Moshe's hands were spread out in prayer. So, we see faith and prayer are one idea. They're the same aspect. So, if we see prayer and faith are one idea. Idea, Rabbeinu is now going to add the essence, the add the, the element of um, miracles into it. And this is the aspect of miracles that are me'ala teva, from above na- that are above nature. Because just, just, so too, because also prayer is also above nature. Because nature obligates for this and this to happen. Meaning nature um, requires this, or this is what nature's law is. But prayer is able to change nature. Let's say, for example, that you are supposed to, um, what do you call it? That God forbid, naturally, um, you can only live this, but with a prayer that you're able to now to lift more. Or whatever it could be, that you're not supposed to win the war, but with tefillah, um, you could change the nature of things. That statistically, you're not supposed to win, and you can win. Or whatever it is the example is. So tefillah is able to change nature, which means prayer is above nature, and from here we can understand that prayer is like miracles. Because the miracle is obviously above nature. And this is a, a, 
a matter of a miracle. And for this you need emuna, faith. That you believe that there is one who is originating. And it's in his ability, it's in his hand. The power is vested in God's hand to be able to, to make novel, to originate any single thing according to his will. Meaning Hashem can change anything according to the way he wants. And for this you need emuna. So emuna and nisim are the same idea. So we see prayer, emuna, nisim, all the same aspect. The essence of faith, which we said was prayer, because his hands were spread on prayer, which is faith. Which is the aspect of miracles. It's only existing, um, can only exist within the land of Israel. And it says, dwell in the land, obviously a reference to Eretz Yisrael, or Emunan, pastor faith. Rabban was going to say, Eretz and Emunah are one idea. And from there in Eretz Yisrael is the essence of all the ascending of all the prayers. This is where all the prayers ascend. And this is what it says, These are the, this is the gates of heaven. This is the re- reference to the Beit HaMikdash, Yerushalayim, where all the tefilot go to before they are brought up to Hashem. This is the gate where all the prayers ascend up to heaven. So this is the land. So tefilah, Nisim, um, Emuna, this all exists within Eretz Yisrael. All of this, the essence of all this exists within Eretz Yisrael. And for this reason, when Avram Avinu, when he blemished by saying, how will I know? Meaning when Avram Avinu was promised the land and Hashem, uh, by Hashem Itbar, and Hashem told him, your, your children will inherit this land, Avram Avinu responded with, how, will I, how should I know that this is true? And with that, he blemished faith tremendously. And he also made a blemish in the land. We're going to see. Um, and for that reason, we were brought into Galut. And for this reason, we were blemished with the inheritance of the land, which is the aspect of faith that we said, dwell in the land and pastor faith, meaning land and faith are synonymous. Which is an aspect of prayer. Because of this, we there was the exile in Egypt. Because Avraham Avinu blemished the, by questioning Hashem. And specifically, Yaakov and his children descended to Egypt. Because they are the 12 versions of prayer, as we know. Yeah, Rizal speaks about this. And he descended um, them into prayer. Uh, my bad. He descended these aspects of prayer, which are the 12 tribes, which are the 12 nuschaot, the 12 versions of prayer, into exile. So Rabbanu is saying that Tfila went into exile. The 12 versions of prayer went into exile. Um, and Mitzrayim, they went into exile into Egypt. And what is Egypt? Egypt represents the opposite of miracles. As it says, Mitzrayim fled to greet them. Nasim is a play on the words Nisim, but it's a twisted way, meaning they are the opposite of miracles. They don't have the, the completion of Nisim. Theirs is twisted. It's not miracles. Because in Egypt, is not the place of miracles. Certainly not the place of prayer. As we can prove, when Moshe Rabbeinu would pray to Hashem, he would leave the city. Why? Because Egypt and prayer are two opposites. They cannot stay with each other. So if prayer is nisim, then so too Egypt cannot handle and endure miracles. It's opposite of miracles. As we saw in Mitzrayim, nasim nikrato. They fled to greet them. It's obviously um, a play on the words nisim. So Moshe Rabbeinu, when he left Egypt, when I left the city, I would spread out my hands. And all the exiles are called in the name of Egypt, Mitzrayim, as we saw earlier in another lesson, because they bring trouble and anguish to Am Yisrael. 
And when one blemishes in faith, which is prayer, we said, which we said is uh, he descends into exile. And by the way, this is all very personal, each and every person. So you have to understand this is speaking to every single individual, whether you live in Israel or not. When you blemished in faith or prayer or whatever it is, that... Um, when you lack in all these ideas, then you know that you are in some sort of garut. So the Chachamim say in Sanhedrin, "En Mashiach ben David ba ela al chetich lepruta minakis." The son of David, Mashiach, will not come until the pruta, this coin, um, will not be will be finished from the wallet. Meaning, even the smallest coin will be will 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 be rid of someone's um, the wallet will be rid of this small coin. And what does Rabbeinu say? This is actually a reference to all the epikoxim, all the atheists, all the, um, the deniers of Hashem that have no faith in miracles and they cover up miracles in an aspect of nature, in the way of nature. These people who say that, no, this is not a miracle, it's actually just an aspect of, um, it's, an, it's natural. And this is why God always will give a doubt to a person whenever he performs a miracle um, because there always has to be this aspect of free will. You can either choose to believe it's a miracle from Hashem, but it always gives enough room um, for each person, depending on whatever his level is, um, um, to believe that it's in the realm of nature. So these epikosim, they deny all these miracles and they believe that all, they cover up all these miracles within the law of nature. No, they say that, no, this is normal. Because the essence of miracles happens in Eretz Israel. Why? Because Israel drinks first, as it's in the Gemara Ta'anit. And where does it drink from? It drinks, drinks from the depths. Which is the expression of All the city was amazed. Tehom is actually from the same word Tehom, which means depth. The depths. Um, and it's the same idea of amazed. And what's this idea of being amazed by something? It means whenever you're literally seeing a miracle. And when you see a miracle, you're amazed because it's above nature. So the same idea of drinking from the depth is actually being amazed. But the city was amazing. So we see here that um, Rabbeinu proves that um, it's an aspect of amazement, which is this Eretz Israel, who drinks first from the depths. Um, and the depths is actually a reference to Vatehom Kolayir. They were amazed. So miracles. That through an, a, a, a matter of a miracle, the world is amazed by this. This is what it says in Tehidim. Depth calls to depth. Because there's upper miracles, there's supernal miracles, which is the supernal depth. And there's lower miracles, which is the lower depth. And um, as is brought down in the Zohar, uh, and the angel that encompasses all the miracles is from both of these depths he's similar to a calf as it says in Ta'anit so what's Egla, calf? it's the aspect of circles which is the aspect of faith and the Parparol Echochma Rabbi Nachman Yitcharin goes into, the, into this depth of how um, uh, what do you call it? Circles has to do with faith. He goes into this and he explains with this with the dreidel and, sh- and Hanukkah where we play with the dreidel. The dreidel turns into circles. And it's the idea of emuna. It's very, very deep stuff. emuna. So we see circles represent faith. Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu says, but it says, There was faith surrounding you. And when, when it means surrounding you, it's this idea of going round. Igurim, circles. So we see, this angel which encompasses the upper miracles and lower miracles. 
is similar to a calf. And what's calf? Egla, it's a play on the words igurim, circles. And what's circles? Your faith is surrounding you, surrounding you like a circle. So we see here that miracles is this idea of circles. And um, the lips of this calf, this angel, which looks like a calf, its lips are split open. This represents prayer. Hashem, open up my lips. This is tefillah. The beginning of literally Al-Amida, the, the, the main prayer. And this is the encompassment of all the miracles. The encompassing of all the miracles. This encompasses all the miracles. This is an explanation. This is what it means until the pruta is finished from the wallet. Until the pruta, the smallest coin is done from the wallet. Until literally your penny, every single penny is lost from you. Because there's those people which we said, those epikorsim, that they cover up the, all the miracles. And where the miracles come from, they are embodied within this angel whose lips are split open, who looks like a calf we talked about. Because these are where the miracles come from. And they cover up these miracles who come from this angel within the laws of nature. And when this is done, meaning, and whenever these apikorsim, whenever these atheists are finished, and faith is spread out in the world and it's greatened in the world because the essence of faith uh, my bad the essence of redemption is dependent upon this as it says come and gaze from the mountains of Amana which we said is Emuna so we Rabbeinu started by saying the, the reason why we're in Galut is because of a lack of faith and how do you repair it? through this with this idea whenever faith um Faith increases in the world and all those people who deny those miracles, which is the aspect of faith we talked about. The man was proving throughout these two sections. Uh, this section, um, whenever that's finished, then we'll be able to see the Mashiach, the Mashiach will come and we'll um, get out of the exile. But it's impossible to come to faith except through emet, truth. So now Rabbeinu is going to explain how to get to Emunah. And Rabbeinu says the quality for to get to Emunah is faith. This is a uh, very big foundation in all the teaching of Rabbeinu. And Saba used to speak a lot about this, Emet Ve'emunah, all the time. The beginning of Likwete Etzot is Emet Ve'emunah. Emet Ve'emunah comes up in the Tzvachim of Rabbeinu, one of the, the most fundamental concepts. So keep this very tight uh, and keep this close to you. Kamwa Bazoach, as the Baron de Zohar, that one can only come to Emunah through faith. Uh, can come to faith through through truth. So it's Baron de Zohar, in Balak, Ve'yal Tzedek Ezomot, Na Ve'emunah Ve'chule. And... Um, the righteousness, my bad, Vayatzedek is all monav. Righteousness will gird his loins, will be strong, and faith will gird his waist. So we're going to see what this means. In Yeshaya it says this. Hanu Tzedek. So what's Vayatzedek? Tzedek, righteousness will, will gird his loins. What is righteousness? Hanu Tzedek, Hanu Emuna. What is righteousness? Righteousness is faith. As in the Zohar. And it says there in the Zohar, Emunat Kiriyat, Kadit Chabar Ba Emet. Emuna. <clears throat> when tzedek, righteousness, is joined with truth, emet, then it's called faith. So what is tzedek? Tzedek is emunah. Tzedek is emunah. Faith and righteousness are... Um, my bad. My bad. Whenever it says that, it's the question. Isn't faith and righteousness identical? So the Zohar comes to clarify this idea. Um, it says there so no faith and righteousness aren't identical faith um, is only called faith when righteousness is combined with truth when you have tzidkut when you have righteousness and emet combined together then it creates something called uh, faith emunah
So, let's see here. The, so we see here, and we understand here, that emet is the way to get to faith, because tzedek is not called faith unless it has joined into tzedek uh, emet. So we see emet ve'emuna, the only way it's possible to get the emuna is through emet. Now Rabbi is going to explain. So you, yes, you have to be truthful. You have to be honest um, if you want to have true faith, true emunah. But how do you get to honesty? Rabbi said it's only possible through binding yourself to the tzaddikim. And you walk in the pathways of their advice. Through the fact that you accept their advice, you have engraved within you the aspect of truth. Because their advice is truth. Indeed, you, you desire truth. When you desire truth, it says in the end of that verse in Tehillim, indeed you desire truth, what? In batuchot, in kidneys, and in hidden places, you, you'll teach me wisdom. What does that mean? Because the aspect of the, the, the advice that you receive from the tzaddikim, is the same idea as getting married and its union when you when you unify when you're, when you're in union. Accepting advice of the tzaddikim is an aspect of marriage. And whenever you accept the advice of reshaim, when you accept the advice of reshaim, it becomes the aspect of mar- marrying the klipa, the evil force. This comes to show you the, the great dangers of either accepting the advice of those who are wicked, those who argue against the tzaddikim. And if you attach yourself to the tzaddikim and you accept their advice, then you're literally married to the tzaddikim. You're literally one with them. Hanachas hishiyani. It's a zivug. It's a union with them. As it says, hanachas hishiyani. What is this aspect of marriage nisuin? And the aspect of it, um, receiving their advice? Hanachas hishiyani. It's in Bereshit. The nachash, the snake, seduced me. Hishiyani is obviously a play on the words nisuin, which is marriage. So this aspect of Chava saying that the Nachash, the snake, seduced me, is the idea of saying I was married to the snake because I accepted his bad advice. Because she listened to the snake to eat from the tree. The Shoni Suin, this is a language and expression of marriage. The, the advice of the snake that she received is an aspect of marriage. Through, the, through her marriage, um, through this marriage, he defiled her. But at the standing of Hasinah, when we received the Torah, Am Yisrael, um, nullify this sort of filth that the, that the Nachash had placed in Chava. And because Chava gave birth to all of Am Yisrael, um, we wait until Hasinai for this filth to have stopped. Once we receive the Torah, why? Rabbi is going to explain exactly why now. What happened at Hasinai? We received the 613 advices of holiness. What does that mean? The advice of the tzaddikim, the advice, the, the, and they had a holy marriage now. Now the marriage, the evil marriage that happened between Chavan and Achash was now stopped because we got married to the Torah in a holy, in a holy fashion. So the filth that was placed within Chava, that the Nachash had placed within her, had um, ceased to exist. Um, so now Rabbi is going to prove, as we talked about earlier, the kidneys, the hidden places, you'll teach me wisdom, that pasuk, what does this mean? That um, this has to do with the advice that a person receives. So Rabbanu is going to tie this back together. Why is advice called the aspect of marriage? Because the kidneys are called counsel. They're called advisors. As it's in the Gemara Masechet So it says, Batuchot, in the kidneys, right? Which is the same idea as um, Haklayot, um, which are the kidneys as well. 
we see whenever you are listening to your kidneys, it's the same idea as you're accepting the advice. So kidneys have this counsel. And what are the kidneys? They're actually the reproductive system. They're actually the vessels for seed, to where seed is produced. One finds that the result is like this. When a person accepts advice from another one, another person, it's as if he received his own, this person's seed. Everything is according to the person. If he's a wicked person or if he's a righteous person. And for this reason, the Torah weakens a person's strength. It takes away the strength. And we learned this from the idea of like Resh um, Lakish. Um, when Resh Lakish was, um, saw Rabbi Yochanan, he made this promise to Rabbi Yochanan that he would study Torah if he was able to marry his daughter. Right after he did that, he wasn't able to jump the, jump the lake and jump over this river, which he had initially just been able to do before he had made that deal. So because he had accepted upon himself the Torah, his strength was taken away from him. You see this, this story in the Gemara. So what happens? The Torah seeps a per, it saps a person's strength. And what is the Torah? It's called insight, advice. As we saw in the Zohar, that the Torah is 613 councils. 613 mitzvot. It says, it's an advice and an insight for me. This is the reference to the Torah. Shlomo Amalek says in Mishle. The Torah has an insight for me. And what advice is likened to, to marriage? Why? Because zivug, unilo, um, um, what do you call Uni, Like uh, whenever a man and wife comes together, this idea weakens strength. Whenever a man and wife get together, a person's strength is uh, weakened. And this is the same idea as the Torah, which, weaks a, which makes a person's strength weak. Um, so we see from this that Zivug and the Torah, which Torah being called this aspect of marriage, um, from this idea, that they both weaken a person's strength. And the advice of the Tzadik, Rabbanu says, is entirely pure seed. It's entirely truthful seed. Because we said earlier, when a person accepts someone's advice, it's as if he receives himself seed. It's as if he goes into marriage with this person, right? And like Rabbanu says, when you accept the advice of a tzaddik, this seed that you're receiving is completely emet. There's no blemish to it. This is an explanation of what it says in Yamiyah. I've planted for you a vine. This is an aspect of what? I planted for you a vine. This is an aspect of redemption. Sorek comes from the same word Eshreka. I whistle to them and I gather them together. This idea of this whistling and gathering together, which is a, a prophecy for the redemption, is the same idea as this vine which was planted. So we see this vine, Sorek and Eshreka, the same word, it's an aspect of the redemption, um, which is the advice of the tzaddik. I've planted for you this advice in a sense. And how do you, uh, what do you call, and how do you do, attain this aspect of this redemption? How do you? Had Hashem whistled us together and gathered us in. Through this idea of Kulo Zera Emet. It's entirely truthful seed. As it's in Yirmiyah, at the end of the Pasuk, Vanochi Netatich, so on and so forth, etc. So Rabban was proving from here, through the advice of the Tzadikim, one comes to truth. And through this, one gets the faith. We said earlier that faith is only possible through truth. And what did we say truth is only possible through? Coming close to the Tzadikim. So when one comes to the true Tzadikim and accepts their advice and gets into marriage with them, then he gets truth. And whenever he gets truth because their seed is truth, what happens? It's then called faith. 
Because what is righteousness? When is faith called faith? When righteousness is bound with emet. So when you have emet through the advice of the tzaddikim, then you have emuna. But it did go down through this, the redemption will come when you get close to the tzaddikim. Rabban is proving here that the entire redemption depends on coming close to the tzaddikim. Because he receives the drops of the intellect of this tzaddik, basically the tzaddik's seed, in a sense, which is his wisdom, through the advice that he receives from this from this tzaddik, from the tzaddik. This is what it says in Tehidim. Indeed, you search, you desire truth. Batuchot. What is And it says batuchot right after um, your kidneys. What is this idea? It's the kidneys that we talked about, the klayot, klayot yoatzot, the kidneys of a council, which means you're accepting the kidneys of the tzaddikim, the council of the tzaddikim. You taught me wisdom. That you merit to receive the drops of the mind, the drops of intellect, through the advice that you receive from the tzaddikim. And then you merit truth. Because the drops of intellect are called entirely truthful seed. Section 4, Odalet, Veda, and know, She'alide mitvatitzit, Ha'adam nito me'atadanachash. Rabbanu is now saying, whenever you accept, um, what do you call, whenever you take upon yourself the mitvah of tzitzit, whenever you accomplish the mitvah of tzitzit, man is saved from the advice of the snake. Minisuin shel rasha, which we said, when you accept the advice of the snake, what happens? You get into marriage with this wicked person. Miprinat niyuf. What is this an aspect of? What is this an aspect of? It's an aspect of um, adultery, niyuf. Improper relations. Because we know tzitzit, and Rabbanu brings it down to Sefer Amidot, tzitzit um, protects a person from sexual immorality. It says about Shem Yafet whenever they saw Noah basically naked after um, he was um, naked. What happens? After he was drunk and naked, Shem and Yefet, they took uh, this garment um, on both of their shoulders. This is the aspect of the tzitzit. They covered Noah with tzitzit. They didn't see the nakedness of their father. What is this in reference to? Because tzitzit covers over nakedness, meaning it protects a person from arayin, which is sexual immorality. So Shem and Yefet, they both merited to cover up Noah with the sinyan of tzitzit. Titit being this garment that they covered up um, their uh, father with. And they didn't see their nakedness as a reference to the fact that the titit protected, um, uh, what do you call it? Protects from this idea of sexual immorality. But Kham, Aval Kham, the Hu Yetzirah, Kham is the third brother who represents Yetzirah, Dim Khamem Gufet Devarnash Ba'avera. Why? Why is he called Yetzirah? Why is Kham reference to Yetzirah? Because Dim Khamem, he heats up a person's body Ba'avera uh, in sin. Meaning to do sin, you have to be heated up to do it. Who Aruch? Cham is cursed. Kemoshe Katuv, as it says, Aruch Kena'an, cursed is Kena'an. Kemoshe Katuv, as it says, Aruch Atam Mikol Behema, cursed are you, and this is a reference to the snake, Mikol Behema, from all the animals. This is Hashem's curse to the snake. Nachash is Cham, Cham is Yitzhara, it's all the same idea. Asimla, and this garment that they place, Hanu Titit, which is the Titit, Hushmira Me'atata Nachash Mizu Amata Nachash. This is the protection from the advice of the snake, the filth of the snake. Bezebrinot, this is the aspects of Ben Porat Ale'ain, the fruitful burrow by a well. Ale'ain, by this well. So we're going to see here, Ale'ain, Bishvil Titit, for the purpose of Titit. How do we know this? 
What is the idea of Ayn? I refers to Tzitzit. We're going to see here. See how uh, this Inyan. Leshon Metzit Minacharakim. And it says, he looks from the crevices. Metzit is obviously, upon the word Tzitzit. And Metzit has the same meaning as Ayn. Because Ayn is the eye, and Metzit means to look. So we see here that eye is a reference to Tzitzit. Because another word for looking is Metzit. And Metzit is the plan of the word Tzitzit. So, Ben Porat, the fruitful borrow. Alein is this idea of titit. Through this aspect of alein, which is a reference to titit from metit minacharakim, through this Yosef merited this aspect of ben porat, um, the fruitful burrow. That he was guarded from the advice, the marriage of the snake from unifying itself, um, from unifying itself with the yetzera. The evil side. And he merited holy union. This is the aspect of Porat. It's actually an expression of Zivug. Union. Because Porat comes from the same word Peru. Be fruitful and multiply, which is obviously only possible through um, union. And Rabbanu says the essence of sexual immorality is only is dependent upon the eyes. A person has to protect his eyes. As it says in Sota, Shimshon Shimshon went after his eyes. He let his eyes look anywhere. As it says, It says in Bamidbar that um, you shall not stray after your heart and after your eyes. But what happens? Whenever a person wears tzitzit, which represents the eyes, as we said, which is So the tzitzit represents the eyes. And the eyes is the, the pathway to protecting yourself from sexual immorality. This protects yourself from the advice of the snake. And now you're able to accept the advice of the tzaddik. When you keep yourself from sexual immorality, now you accept yourself to, um, you allow yourself to accept the advice of the tzaddik. Because the tzaddik is completely truthful seed. He cannot stand and bear this improper uh, sexuality. So this sexual immorality. So see here, these ideas of tzitzit, of uh, attacking yourself to tzadikim, emet and emuna, tefillah, nisim, and tzitzchel. And uh, we're going to finish the lesson, God willing, starting with next class. We're going to start with the story of Rabbi Barachana and finish lesson 7. Tzadikim.